Welcome, everyone, to the .NET MAUI podcast. We're here to keep you up to date with the latest and greatest in .NET client development. We'll talk about some Azure, some Visual Studio, some Blazor, and, of course, .NET MAUI. I'm Matt Sokup. I'm James Montemagno. And I'm David Ortnow. How's Hello. it going, guys? Good, Super good. 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 You know what? I'm always worried during that intro. I have both of you on screen. I can see you. And you do like the little dances and everything. And I'm going to laugh. I haven't laughed yet during one of these. And we've been doing it for a while. But challenge. Gonna happen. Challenge. Challenge accepted. <laughs> the last last time, didn't we post the video? And so I, yeah. as you were introing, I was like, oh, wait. We're actually being recorded on video, so I should <laughs> be mindful. Yes, we did. And welcome, everybody, if you are watching on the YouTubes, uh, on the .NET YouTube, where we just put uh, uh, put a bunch of .NET Maui videos. If you're looking for .NET Maui stuff and you're listening to this podcast, watching, listening to this podcast, you can also watch other .NET Maui-related podcasts cast video thingies on the YouTube. Just subscribe, like, comment, the things. We were just talking to a bunch of people on it. And additionally, I'll put, I'll put, you know, you have everyone has our contact info, but I'll put our, our Twitter accounts down below too. And if y'all are interested, if you're building cool stuff with Maui, maybe you're working on some cool library um, at all, just come reach out to one of us. We would love to bring you on on.net and, and talk about the cool stuff that you're working with and show it off. We have a new cool uh, section on the .NET website talking about customers we're going to talk about later, but um, talking about people building stuff with apps. We were at Build. Who was at Build? I was at Build. I was there. Yeah, I was there too. We were all there. I, I was in David's session where, where basically David and Maddie just ramble. You know, you put David <laughs> in front of a camera, it's just uh, game over. You <laughs> it's put not David even anywhere, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we. I think uh, we maybe enjoy our our jobs and uh, the community a little too much. Maybe I don't know. Uh, we try to be professional, but uh, sometimes we're just enjoying ourselves. So it was a it was a great uh, build for us, being able to be in person, reconnecting with a lot of developers and customers, and, and meeting new people um, that we weren't even aware were using .NET and .NET Maui, and they come out of the woodwork and say, "Hey, we're using it. Love it." It's great. Keep going. Keep pressing. And uh, it, we always leave Build super energized. I mean, if you've come to Build, you, you're pretty much a fan, right? Like you're you're pretty engaged. So we always leave Build feeling super energized, very uh, positive. Um, so it was a good recharge for for me personally. Yeah, I, I talked to Frank on Merge Conflict uh, quite a bit about this because like, well, I've gone and presented at a few conferences. I haven't really, you know, had the duty and attending and the whole, you know, enrichment of, uh, of a conference. Like I used to go to Google IO and I used to go to build right and, and ignite. Um, but this is our first one back at like a Microsoft run conference that is, isn't on a conf, which is all virtual anyways. And yeah, it was just like you're saying is like, it was so great. Not only seeing all my amazing colleagues, but like just seeing people. And like you said, just come up. I was hanging out in the .NET expert area and people were like, well, like listen to the Maui podcast. I listen to Merge Conflict. I see you on YouTube, like blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, like, I guess I do like, it, you know, Sometimes you're just at home, like in your office, and you're like, is anyone seeing or listening and engaging with me? So, um, you know, there's comments and stuff, which are, which are great, but it's not the same of like that. And you just have a conversation. And a lot of people, um, 
that I was talking to as well, I was really surprised by the amount of Blazor developers that are doing Blazor Maui stuff, um, which has been cool too. So I got a lot of cool um, testimonials for people doing that. And and that was really cool. And uh, yeah, really nice. I ran the po- podcast booth there uh, as well. So lots of cool podcasts. Uh, Maddie was on a podcast. Um, if that's out, I'll put it in the show notes below uh, as well. I don't know if it is yet, uh, but but yeah, that's a cool one. So yeah, I, I loved it. Uh, I didn't have to do much. Y'all guys, y'all, you had like sessions and you had a whole workshop, Matt. And uh, yeah, I just, I just ran a podcast booth. So it was easy for me, but it was a great, it was a great conference, beautiful conference center. Um, it was, it was, it was fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. And we, we mentioned just before the podcast, like David said, you just get him talking. David just before said, yeah, I didn't want to do any booth duty. He was there the entire time doing booth duty and talking to customers and really just kind of having fun. And it's so fun to see everybody actually talking to us and using the products that we help. We don't really actually create them. We just talk about them. But seeing, getting the interaction and having everybody really just tell us what they're up to, that's so it's actually gratifying. You know, you hate to say it kind of sounds cliche that it's gratifying, but it really is to see people actually using it and being happy or even not being happy and tell us what we can do better. And mm-hmm. it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. And so then, you know, we come back from build and it's time to start shipping some things, right? <laughs> and things have been shipped, David. What is the what is the the latest and greatest in the world of of Maui? There's previews and all sorts of goodies. We have previews. So most recently shipped uh, .NET 8 Preview 5. This preview is actually available for you in Visual Studio. Uh 17.7, I think, preview two or two. you know. Whatever, whatever the preview is, um, you have a new checkbox that says, give me the .NET 8 preview bits in addition to the other uh, .NET MAUI bits. So with that, then when you do a, a new project, you can choose from .NET 7 or .NET 8 which are the two uh, versions available now and uh, tons of bug fixes. And I think probably the, the main thing to note here is that really for the Maui team and for the quality push that we're on to make an awesome product, the bug fixes are all landing in .NET 8 at this point. Um, that doesn't mean that we won't ship any bug fixes in the remaining .NET 7 service releases, but between now and, and the GA of .NET 8 um, really all the bug fixes are going to be there. So I encourage everybody to begin adopting the previews, looking at the previews, at least trying the previews uh, with your applications to see if it doesn't, uh, you know, give you the fixes that you need and and the performance improvements and the app size improvements, all that sort of thing. We do have a blog about it. There were a couple of other highlights. Um, <clears throat> this is a blog that I, uh, I will completely acknowledge. Uh, Chat GPT and I, and Bing AI, we, we all the three of us got together on this one. Um, so I fed I fed the release notes into uh, I, I guess it was uh, uh, Chat GPT because it doesn't have access to the internet, right? But Bing AI does, um, and I was able to get it to uh, summarize for me as well as create all the hyperlinks to nice. all of the PRs and everything. So uh, all in all, great release. I'm using it every day. Hope everybody else checks it out too. Nice. And I think that one thing that's cool here too, is that, you know, for people that are maybe newer into the train of, you know, .NET MAUI shipping with .NET is, you know, when it launched with .NET 6, just a year ago, we're also celebrating one one year of .NET MAUI, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, .NET 7 being an STS release, uh, you know, and then an LTS release with .NET 8 is also, um, you know, .NET itself um, with when it comes to RC, those have go live licenses. Uh, so if people aren't aware of that, you'll actually see like when .NET 8 launches, there's like go live licenses and the RCs uh, pretty much say like, hey, this is a stamped approved type of thing. And, and those usually happen sometimes, you know, a few months before the actual release too. So starting to adopt it and play around with it in a branch or whatever. But once RCs hit, it's a, it's a pretty solid, there could be, could be changes, right? But usually yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, so I've been encouraging people with RC in mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, when I say start using Net8, you may think, oh, November's so far away. Really? If you back it up to the RC, like you said, that is supported, you're probably looking at September, yeah. not making promises, but probably. Um, and you can take a bet on that. It'll be fully supported. Uh, we'll, we'll rapidly fix any bugs, regressions that, uh, get reported. Um, well, I, I shouldn't say any, I don't want to make <laughs> over promise, but you know, it, it, it becomes that level of thing for us. So, uh, take a bet on it. And, uh, because the majority of our work really is on the quality front, um, not so much pushing any new features into the releases. Uh, you can, you can bet that it's getting more and more stable as each release goes out. I think also in this release, I mean, can, can help like clarify a little bit is like, there's like NuGet packages or something as well. Now it's like different, like kind of like kind of the engineering team is taking a different approach. You know, I think this is a relatively different change than the last year and a half. Right. Yeah. And this has actually been in uh, net eight since the first preview, but uh, people are starting now that now that you can actually use it in mm-hmm. visual studio. I think people are starting to notice that yes, uh, the cross platform layer of controls and layouts and things like that, that makes up Maui has been moved out to NuGet packages. So if you look at a CS proj for a file, new Maui project, you'll now see those referenced there. The benefit of this is that um, if you want to be able to move between versions, uh, minor versions, builds, PRs, uh, Mm. anything off of GitHub that's being built on a daily basis, you can actually download those as NuGet packages and replace them without replacing Android, iOS, Mac Catalyst, and all the underlying workloads. The workload piece remains the same. Um, The way that you install MAUI from command line or from Visual Studio remains the same. Those are all work loads, the workloads reference the NuGet packages. Um, but this is nice because it gives you that flexibility that you can just bump between uh, individual builds of, of .NET 8 MAUI and check and see, okay, does this, uh, you know, is this better or worse, better or worse? That's awesome. Very, very cool. We'll definitely check that out. And um, yeah, now there's a checkbox. See what I did there? Um, mm-hmm. the, I'll definitely going to give it a go. That is for sure. Very cool. Um, all right. Well, some other things happening in the .NET MAUI world is not only uh, are we getting things such as new previews, but also some of the amazing libraries in and around .NET MAUI are getting updated as well. If you've actually headed over to the .NET MAUI blog, you'll see all of those great um, blog posts from David about the previews. But additionally, you'll see some new enhancements, not only in the .NET Community Toolkit, um, new faster generator, code fixes, performance things, but you also see some things in the .NET MAUI Community Toolkit. Um, 
uh, uh, Vladislav uh, from the team who works on the Dynamic Community Toolkit, which is some folks from Microsoft and a bunch of amazing folks from the community. It's a community toolkit. There's multiple of them. Um, and now has a speech to text option built right in, which is pretty cool. Um, so it's really, really simple. You have a request per permissions. It can listen async and you can basically, yeah, do speech to text, text right built in with a few lines of code. Now built into Maui is text to speech, which is a little bit different, right? Because um, that is taking text and reading back and doing different things if you're doing like an audiobook. But you might, for example, want to be creating a chat bot or maybe some <laughs> AI infused thing and you want to, I don't know, speech to text. And now you have that capability built, 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 built in. And it's really, really simple. It's just literally like listen async and you can give it cultural info that you have um, and then it'll just give you partial text that kind of reads in and you can just pass it a little lambda and it'll just build that up automatically, which is super duper cool. So if you're building a little UI for it, bingo, bango, you're totally done and good to go. So definitely check that out. Now they're already on. Um, a bunch of versions. So there's uh, on, geez, what, five point something. There's also a new Windows map um, 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 library as well. Gerald put out a video. Do you know about that, David? I haven't watched the video yet. I haven't watched the video. I know what this is, though, because okay. when we introduced maps with uh, .NET MAUI in .NET 7, um, we had Android, iOS, and, of course, Mac Catalyst because it shares the iOS map component. But there isn't a native WinUI 3 map component. Mm-hmm. Um, there are third parties or other libraries that you can adopt, um, but there's not a native component in the box. And so what do we do for Windows? Well, because of the handler architecture, it makes it really easy for us to just kind of insert uh, a polyfill, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so what we had done at that time was submitted a pull request to the community toolkit. Um, and it is a browser-based map. And I believe it even references Bing Maps in there. So that had been sitting in review and in discussion, like, is this the right thing to do, et cetera. Um, And just recently, yeah, it got committed to the community toolkit. And so it's just nice because it rounds out that whole story of all four platforms for .NET MAUI. Um, And really at this point, I mean, I don't know how y'all feel, but community toolkit for me is just one of the essentials I mean, uh, Essentials, the library got merged into Maui. That's how essential it was. Uh, And but yeah, Community Toolkit now is just like one of the first things I just grab, add it to the project because I know I'm going to use something from it. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, as you like dive through some of the release notes as well, right? Like in 5.2, there's like icon tint colors. There's more enhancements to the file saver and folder picker controls. So all sorts of good stuff. You know, a lot of times people come to me and they're like, hey, like, you know, does Maui do this or Maui do that? It's like, yeah, yeah, maybe in the box, right? Because there's all the essential APIs, but then also it's probably in the Maui toolkit, right? And I think that for going way back in the day, way, way back in the day, when I was doing WPF development and Windows Phone development, there were two community toolkits, right? And that's where this whole ethos really came from. There's a bunch of stuff that's not in the box. Maybe it'll be in the box someday, but these are essential things that developers are wanting and we can kind of get behind it, right? So it's really cool to see it, you know, kind of flourish this way and to see things like whole huge, crazy views. I just had someone ask me about like a signature control, I think on Twitter and they're like, oh, like is a a signature control, that old Xamarin control, is I going to come over? I was like, there's just a drawing drawing view inside of like the the toolkit, just use that, you know, like that's really, really cool. And like, if you haven't looked at it, yeah, there's 
awesome stuff. Expanders, media elements, pop-ups. I'm just going through them. There's tons of C-sharp markup stuff, tons of layouts, like doc layouts and all sorts of good stuff. A Gravatar image source. Like I love that. Like that, that just, I don't know. There's so much cool stuff. So give it a look. That is for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The pop-up stuff in particular, uh, I know that got worked on uh, over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. I had never actually used it in a project until just recently. And I was like, wow, this thing is super powerful. I mean, do we need a pop-up anywhere else? This seems to do everything. <laughs> Yeah, I need to update the, uh, I think that's the next step of like the, the Maui workshop is kind of now doing uh, some stuff and incorporating some of the behaviors and animations and converters and like, hey, we have this in here. How do we, you know, incorporate the the, the toolkit in there a little bit more? Because we have the .NET community toolkit with all the MVVM goodness, but adding in the Maui stuff would be, would be pretty nice as well. Nice. Cool. Have you guys used the .NET Upgrade Assistant for MAUI yet? Because I just got introduced not too long ago. So like taking Xamarin Forms and bringing it over to MAUI. Has that been, have you tried it? Back in the day, in the OG, you had to like download and do some stuff. I have a live stream on my YouTube video, which is pretty popular actually, on how to do it. I converted my coffee app live um, using it uh, and... Uh, but I don't. I haven't used it since then, so I don't know what's happening. Well, they just released it, general availability, right? And it supports, in addition to Maui, like the idea behind it is you have a .NET Framework app in addition to Maui or in addition to Xamarin Forms, whatever you have, and it's to bring it the more modern .NET, we'll just say. Recent, recently rele- released editions of .NET, and Maui just got added to it. And let's say you have a Xamarin Forms app, pop it in there. Right click, it says, I think, upgrade after you right click on the upgrade menu and then you bring it in. You can just upgrade. You can do it uh, side by side. So it creates a whole new uh, copy of it. Or mm. like David, if you're really you just want to live once in place, in place upgrade, you know. Well, we all so, live once. Yeah. You know, yeah. You only. Not, I mean, we don't want to get into a philosophical discussion <laughs> of, you know, very true reincarnation. Very true. But um, so. <laughs> <laughs> so I work closely with the team, uh, the Maui team that has been working on this. Um, and uh, what is really cool is that this is a new Visual Studio extension, right? That's the part that's GA. Like the command line stuff mm-hmm. is probably, James, what you used back in the day. It was, yeah. yep. Mm-hmm. Which you can, to- you can totally still use. And that actually works on Mac, too, the command line does. Um, but uh, the, the Visual Studio extension that you can install from the marketplace makes it really easy to do this. I would recommend, if I can just give some advice, do the in-place. Not because you only live once, but um, <laughs> it just tends to work better. Um, so you can, you can do the side-by-side if you really feel you need to, but that's what you got Git for. Use your source control. Do the in-place uh, upgrade, and uh, you still need to do project by project. So be mindful of which projects to do. And you mentioned going from framework to you know .NET Core, if you will. Um, you can actually go from six to seven, seven to eight as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, depending on how much you know uh, of the refactoring has been put into it, uh, it may do as little as just bumping the number from seven to eight or whatever, um, or actually do 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 more upgrades. But um, it's useful for that also. So I've actually it, it, we continue to improve it. So if you've used these tools, you know, even just a few weeks ago, and there's an update to it. 
That update probably has a lot of, you know, new stuff for Maui in particular. So give it another try. Um, it is getting better and better and better. Now, I have to also emphasize it's an assistant. It is not a full end-to-end upgrade. At the end of that upgrade uh, with the assistant, 99% of the time, your app will not compile and run. Just saying. You're going to have to do additional work. That's where we have documentation for you. Um, so heads up, setting your expectations. It's going to do a lot of repetitive work for you, but you are going to have some additional things to resolve before you, uh, you know, get to the end of the rainbow. It's like putting your blog post through chat GPT, right? You get most of the stuff done, but you still you want to, you still want to tweak it. <laughs> yeah. I, it, it's, it's interesting how, yes, at the end of that, uh, process for me, uh, it put out really good results, but I had to go back and iterate on it with it. Um, and even, even so it still had like a wrong version number somewhere when it went out. So I was like, ah. Yeah. I, I really like to think of it, you know, it used to be called, you know, the .NET upgrade assistant, but really we could think of it as the .NET upgrade co-pilot. <laughs> well, get that rebranding. Let's, let's, let's yeah, get well, marketing. We gotta, yeah. We got to find the AI portion to get that in there. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> soon, 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 soon. Oh my goodness. Well, there's a bunch of stuff happening over in the world of Visual Studio and Visual Studio Code. Um, if y'all have been checking out VS Code recently over on the Visual Studio blog, um, if you're a C-sharp developer, there's exciting news. There's two things, actually three things that have happened, and there's a lot of confusion. So I'm going to break it down first and foremost is that the C-sharp extension, which has been out there forever, which is what people use when they're, you know, Using VS Code, you open a folder, you do a thing, the OmniSharp extension kicks in, it gets some IntelliSense, some squiggles, it does this stuff. That has been um, completely updated uh, with a new LSP language service protocol, which is like the same stuff that Visual Studio um, itself uses to do all of that Roslyn analyzers, all the stuff, all the compilation, all this goodness under the hood. It's all open source. It's all free. It's nothing, you know, licensing changes, anything like that. So if you have the C-sharp extension, there's a new update to the C-sharp extension that works anywhere. So Mac, Windows, you know, Linux, Code Spaces, Afide, all that goodness. You just get all sorts of great new uh, IntelliSense, all LSP. P services, all the all the stuff that you would know and love of, of actually just writing C sharp code every single day. Now, on top of that, though, there are two new extensions into the marketplace uh, over there for C sharp developers. One is the C sharp dev kit, and one is IntelliCode for the C sharp dev kit. Now, when you install the C sharp dev kit, it will give you the upgraded C sharp extension, and it will give you the IntelliCode for for C sharp dev kit. So you just install the C sharp dev kit. Basically, is what I'm saying. Now, with the C sharp dev kit, though, you do need to be like logged in with your Visual Studio license, basically, um, because it adds a bunch bunch of cool, awesome features. Now that of course works with community edition, um, as well. So if you have a free community edition license, you're totally good to go, um, there. Now what's cool about this is that it adds a bunch of really cool C sharp dot things for developers, right? So you not only just get your folder view, but 
you get a solution explorer, like just like you have in Visual Studio, Visual Studio for Mac, which means when you're working in Maui projects, you have multiple projects, you got other libraries, you're doing a web backend, you can see all of them in there basically, which is really nice. You um, are able to easily set up debug profiles for them. You're able to see all of your dependencies, all of your nuggets inside of there, um, which is really great. You get a lot of nice little enhancements of, of, of right-clicking, moving around the editor inside of VS Code, which is super Super cool. If you're going in and just wanting to create new projects, there's now a create new C sharp project, which I'll show you all the templates. It'll create everything for you, which is really cool. And there's also a test explorer too. So if you're doing unit tests with X unit or N unit or B unit or any of these other things with your projects, you now can have them all inside of there, which is really, really cool. So of course, this is just for C sharp itself um, and, and .NET projects. It doesn't support .NET MAUI, but if you are building backends, um, or building websites and doing things like that, it's going to support all those different things inside of it. Of course, you can open a, a Maui project, right? But some of that additional like stuff isn't going to, you know, it's not going to give you the same experience basically um, there. Um, but if you are just working on C sharp projects, you should definitely check it out, give it an install and give it a go. And it works in code spaces too, which I use like a ton. I use it everywhere for everything all the time that I'm building and, and contributing. I just always code spaces all day. Um, and that's super duper nice. Um, I, I just love it. So I was just editing the .NET website. And I was like, just code space done, just done. Just get it done and install dev kit good to go. Um, but yeah, that's it. So it's kind of three things there and all oh, in telecode as well. So now you, you get that AI powered stuff. And it's really crazy because you're getting like IntelliSense, IntelliCode, and then if you co-pilot, like basically just everything is being written all the time for you nonstop, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. Now, James, if you remember a couple of years ago when we rebooted the .NET Maui podcast as a Xamarin podcast, I said when we were talking about IntelliCode, when it like first came out and was being improved, pretty soon we won't have to write any code ourselves. And that vision has come true. <laughs> it's true. Wow. It's happening. Unbelievable. I can't oh, believe man. I'm running Microsoft over here. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> a couple other Visual Studio things. I'll, I mean, we have a couple new previews up, but just one thing I'll, I'll mention, and this blows my mind because I can't believe it wasn't there before. <laughs> you know how you, when you copy and paste text between different uh, programs, a lot of times you get the indentation all messed up? Mm -hmm. That now... Visual Studio will automatically correct your indentation. So if you're getting a copy from VS Code over to Visual Studio and maybe you're you're using tabs versus spaces somewhere, Visual Studio is going to correct it for you and make it look beautiful. Nice. Auto indentation. Isn't that pretty cool? I don't know. There's another cool thing with .NET Add Package. I think this is in one of the .NET uh, late 8 previews. Uh, .NET Add Package warns you if you have any uh, packages with uh, security vulnerabilities. Mm. So that's pretty cool, too. Um, I think with .NET Restore package as well, it looks through your whole uh, package reference uh, hierarchy and warns you as well. So not just during add, but during restore as well. So, yeah, um, keeping you safe that .NET's doing. I so. like that. I like the new yeah. PR stuff. Have you tried the PR stuff oh. from Visual Studio? It's super nice. I haven't. And this is another one. It's like, oh, my goodness, this makes so much sense, right? So it, you, it's pretty much what it sounds like, right? You have either Azure DevOps, you have GitHub installed. And uh, it's a feature flag right now. So I've, it's still preview. So you have to go through and like and turn on uh, preview features through the options menu on uh, Visual Studio. But... Once you have it on there, you create a branch, you commit to it, and you can just say, create a PR. 
So you don't have to jump out to the web UI any longer. And it's, it's there. It's there. You don't keep you right in Visual Studio. It's real nice. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That always, that always was something that, but that bugged me. I was like, Oh, I got to open a browser. I got to do a thing. It's not the worst, but I'm like, okay, let me, like, I know what I'm doing right now. Like push, go, 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 you know, and, yep. and just, just go to town. So, mm-hmm. so many cool things happening. Yep. Have you guys seen the uh, visual studio, the proposed UI refresh that they want to do? I think I saw uh, Mads. I think I saw Mads use it one time. Uh, I got, Mads I, got a, I got a B opted into it. Yeah. Ooh. Did you? I, oh. I kept relaunching Visual Studio and and trying to figure out why one instance looked different than another instance, and I was like, I just want them to look the same. Yeah, I was. So, see, I I haven't gotten AB. I've seen screenshots for it, and I think it looks so great. So the Fluent mm-hmm. Design is like Microsoft's. It's it's Office essentially. It's the Microsoft Design language. You can think of it as like you know Material for. What material is to Android, Fluent is to Microsoft. And it just looks better. Visual Studio hasn't had a design update since like 20, VS 2012. So it's making everything more modern, making it more accessible, more readable. And it kind of unifies the look and feel across different Microsoft products. I really like the UI. I don't know. David, you got to use it. What'd you think? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I tend to like new UI things in general and, and you know, but, you know, I know that uh, when Facebook does an update, suddenly the half the world decides that, the, you know, it's the end of Facebook. But um, I, I like it. Um, you know, I'll take it. Yeah. It doesn't look that different, though. Like you're still kind of at home with it. And, you know, I'm basing this off of screenshots, but it's different enough where it's more readable. I thought it's so. definitely quite different, but it, it, it wasn't jarring in any way. Um, yeah, I thought it was a yeah. nice, it was a nice facelift and mm-hmm. uh, I had no problem finding what I needed to find, doing what I needed to do. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah. I like it. I'm also realizing that, yeah, the experimental features or previews like now called feature flags and there's just, yeah, a bunch of like so many feature flags. Like, well, I don't even know what's happening anymore. There's so many, um, yeah, it's very fascinating. <laughs> yeah, probably needs uh, somebody to review that list. Yes. Are these things still in preview? Yeah. Well, they're feature flags now, so they're not even preview. They're just in there. Very cool. Oh, my goodness. I want to reboot Visual Studio. Yeah, I love it. I like this. The one thing I like about this redesign, I think, actually, is when they show it is there's a lot more. There's some spacing considerations that I think, to me, is just going to make it easier to find things like a lot of the ui elements are really jammed together so just adding a little bit of breathing room um in between some of those elements are just going to be really really nice or or even for the fact there's little accents so like when you have like a tab selected for example it's a a little bit more visible and i think that'll be uh, super duper nice yep i agree so it'll also be super nice just real quick the uh, surround, I think it's another extension. The surround highlights some text, hit quotation marks, and automatically so, you know puts quotation marks around this, uh, the text you, you selected. Or brackets, like curly brackets or brackets like and stuff like that. Yeah. That's I think nice. it's called the surrounder extension. Totally cool. Just nice. Little surrounder, things like that. Just I hardly like, know her. <laughs> Classic. Classic art now. Had, had to do that for <laughs> Maddie's benefit. Well, now I need to make Maddie listen to this thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Let's see. What else? What else do we have here? Oh, some more AI stuff. You want to talk about some AI, Q&I, Q&A assist and Microsoft Learn. So Q&A um, in MS Learn is kind of, I'm going to say it's kind of like a stack overflow, except there's more Microsoft employees monitoring it. So mm-hmm. you go in, ask a question. Most often a Microsoft uh, product manager or engineer is going to answer your question. But now there's um, AI behind it. So it's going to help you either rewrite your question so it's more um, applicable for what you're looking for, which is pretty cool. Or um, help, well, either rewrite it or suggest better ways to write it. So one of the two ways, which is kind of neat, or actually suggest answers to it, to it as well based on AI or look for other questions that are similar uh, based on it. So that's kind of cool. It's in a limited preview right now, but it's being rolled out to more and more people. So Q&A assist based off our AI stuff. So AI, all the things. So more AI. You know, talking about AI, by the way, because we haven't really talked about it in this podcast. If you are interested in AI goodness, uh, Luis also has this like amazing series on AI on the .NET blog. And what I think is really nice about it is often I sort of get <laughs> confused on where to start. Right. And uh, Luis, I know they have great sessions at Built, and I have a whole playlist on the .NET YouTube about .NET sessions and .NET MAUI sessions there. But Luis has this whole like sort of blog series on creating intelligent apps and AI. Um, and he kind of starts from, you know, the beginning in a way uh, of what you need to know. And he even like describes just getting started with ChatGPT or object detection or what is prompt engineering or how do you even just get started with OpenAI itself? Like, how do you make you, how, you know, day, uh, I was talking with this Frank on our uh, next week's Merge Complex. So whenever you listen to this, we have one that's called like, what is the AI, AI developer, right? And it's like, what if I have one day? I have one day. What do, what do I learn? What do I do? Right. What if I have one week? What if I have one month? Right. Like imagine I'm like David, David and I work at a company and David's my manager and he's like, James, I need you to go prototype putting AI into our app. And I'm like, I, I don't even know what that means. Like, what do I do? Where do I start? It's a good series to kind of go through. Uh, because if you are developing apps, like they're and you're building UIs, like with Maui or Blazor or something like that, like you're going to want to know, okay, what are the first things that I need to do? Where can I start um, that um, that journey. So it's on the .NET blog. Just search for AI pretty much and you'll you'll find it. There's a button there. We should probably have a drop down that says AI machine learning. Uh, but it's a category AI machine learning. I mean, you can kind of like t- toggle through that. So you can almost we'll- classify it as AI machine mm-hmm. learning because that's uh, a thing. Uh-huh, yeah. So uh-huh. yeah, Luis and I are actually working on a learn module that takes you through it. Um, it's going to be com- on completions. So it's really a GPT completions. And really what it is, is that all you're doing is having uh, the model finish your sentence for you based mm. on prompt en- engineering. And you can do it a bunch of different ways. Um, so it's both classification. So you're saying, I want, hey, GPT, I want you to uh, do a classification on this tweet. Is it good sentiment? Is it bad sentiment? Blah, blah, blah. And then uh, go ahead and do it. So we have a whole uh, learn module on that coming out. And Luis has a great uh, Azure samples, um, Jupyter Notebooks, huge, tons in there. And you can run it in a dev container so Hmm. you don't have to install anything. Amazing. Anyways, yeah. So I know we're 
we're getting near uh, time. We should probably start wrapping this up. So <laughs> otherwise well, I'll talk forever. Let's we'll do it. Well, <laughs> before we get out of here, uh, Matt, do you have a, a service of the month? What you got for yeah. us this month? I do. I do have an Azure service of the month and it's Azure deployment environments. And I know we may have talked about this before, but it just got released again at build, not released again, but maybe, um, Shown, More public announced. preview. Yeah, shown, yeah. announced. And uh, what it is, you can kind of think as Azure deployment environments as infrastructure and code as a service. So it takes like your bicep files, which is infrastructure as a code, and your um, code and deploys it in a way that, one, your IT team can monitor, and two, Let's say, James, you want the podcast app is a great, great example. So we have the code for the podcast app. And then we have like Azure Kubernetes service. You have functions. You just have a whole bunch of other Azure resources out there. So it lets you deploy everything at once. And you can have it so like it expires at a certain time. So it's going to, let's say, go away in two weeks. You can have it tied to... Um, GitHub repo. So you can go through and say, you know what? I need to debug one um, piece of, you know, there's a bug in here. So I'm going to create a branch. I need you to deploy the whole environment for me. And when I put it in a PR and it gets accepted, it all goes away. And so it's uh, built upon uh, DevBox too. So a DevBox is super cool. And then it's a whole, um, essentially a computer in the cloud. You can almost think about it as a virtual machine, but everything's mm-hmm. pre-provisioned for you and all that other good stuff. And yeah, so it's like an abstraction over bicep. It's all like IT uh, compliant for your um, your um, companies and all that other stuff. So it's really cool. We'll put a note in the show notes for it. You can watch a build session. Hanselman did a video on it too. So it's like, I think Hanselman's video is like three minutes long. He gives yeah. you all the highlights for it. So yeah, super duper cool. Not to mention yeah. that the .NET podcast application made the Satya keynote. I'm just saying. So just saying. Just saying. Well, that's going to do it for this month's .NET Maui podcast. Make sure that you like, subscribe, and do all the things wherever you're at. Uh, we love reviews. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, tell your friends, tell your developer friends, tell anybody really. Just walking down the street, check out this podcast. Um, this is going to do it for uh, this uh, .NET Maui podcast, and we'll see y'all on the next one. Bye bye. <laughs>